Welcome to the Alive Podcast, a place for you to be a part of real life conversations that help you to let go of resistance, believe in your power, and feel less alone with all of the things that come with being human. I'm Michaela, a hypnotherapist and spiritual mentor. And I'm Lindsay, a manifestation coach here to simplify the science behind attracting the life you desire. We both believe that we become who we surround ourselves with, and we want to be here to inspire you to see all that you're capable of, feel seen without judgment, and discover what makes your soul come alive. We're so grateful to have you here with us. So when you're ready, sit back, relax, and get ready to open your heart, expand your mind, and see your life through a brand new perspective. Welcome back to the Alive Podcast with Lindsay and Michaela. Today, we're going to be talking about a pretty big concept that relates to all areas of your life and what you experience and what you attract goes really deep into the art of manifestation. Um, And it's about your identity and who you believe you are is a direct result of what you experience in this life. So we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, how you can identify what you have essentially labeled yourself as who you believe you are and how you can start to essentially make shifts to align with an identity that's really going to serve you in terms of what you want to create in your life. So Michaela, I'm going to hand it over to you. What do you think about what's your take on identity and self-concept and how that relates to what we experience in life? Yeah. I feel like for everything that I've ever wanted to manifest, I slowly start to unpack, you know, my limiting beliefs around that, or maybe the reasons why it hasn't yet manifested in my life. And every time I break it down and get to the baseline of what I'm needing to work on, it's an identity shift. It's not just shifting my beliefs. It's that the version of me who this thing comes easily to has a completely different identity than I currently hold. And so when you can kind of see it that way, you can get into the feeling of the version of you who is more of a magnet for those things rather than the version of you who has to work really hard to get them. The version of you who's longing to receive that manifestation And just shift into the energy of the person who's like, it's automatic. I know it's coming. And there have been like a few different areas of my life that I've really noticed this in lately. And the first is the topic that like, I'm always talking about right now, which is body manifestation and recognizing that the root cause of struggling with your body is a belief that you always will struggle with your body. Mm. Growing up, that was a belief in my family. I took it in as my own and believed that I just had a slow metabolism. I'd always be someone with body image issues who was always trying to lose weight. And that became my reality for most of my life until I really took a look at that and started to lean into the energy of the person who doesn't have to try for any of that. We all know a person who just naturally has, you know, the body that they feel most comfortable in a body that, you know, we perceive as beautiful. We all know someone who naturally has that. And just usually they kind of eat whatever they want. They do whatever they want. They don't think about it. It's almost like magic when you see them. Cause you're like, wow, you don't have to count any of your calories or do any of these intense exercises. And you just look that way. And I started to realize that if some people can have that reality, so can I, and there, there will be so many excuses that we make like, well, genetics help and this and that, but there, that is to me is such an old paradigm and entering into this paradigm of really whatever I truly believe and fully identify with, not just consciously wanting to, but in my subconscious mind, if I can identify as that person, 
it has no choice but to attract itself to me. And that's really, to me, what shifting my identity has been about. And one of the identity shifts I've made in my life was around my body and what my body is capable of. Mm. And going back to like identity, where do you think like all of this really stems from? Like, how do we formulate an identity? I think it really goes back to the formation of your subconscious mind from those like critical ages, you know, being born into this world up until when you're seven years old is when your subconscious mind forms your core beliefs about who you are and what you're capable of. And at that, those ages, you're not like consciously able to reject something that you don't want to believe. You're just kind of a sponge for everything in your environment. What your parents believe what your siblings talk about, what your classmates in school are talking about. And you're just like, Oh, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. And you're taking it all in as your own. And so if you think about like entering into this world where these beliefs around, you know, your body or what you're capable of financially, what you have to do for work to survive these certain beliefs that are just so common, like you are just taking in a truth that has been held for many years and not necessarily the ultimate truth of our existence, just one that's been practiced over and over again by the people you're surrounded with. And creating that identity at such a young age then brings you to a place where you start to see evidence of it everywhere and just reconfirms that that's who you are through your reticular activating system where you're just constantly seeing more and more evidence of the things that you already believe and your identity becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, in psychology, they call it the id, right? It's the ego. It's that part of us that we go, I am like anything that you say, like, oh, I am the skinny one, or I am the fat one, or I am the smart one, or, you know, it's like all of those things that we've kind of been told as children, like you said, early on, you could have, you know, taken a test in school and your teacher gave you an A and was like, oh my God, you're really smart. And so all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm smart. And then you take it home to your mom and they're like, you're so smart. We're so proud of you. Okay, cool. Now I'm, now I'm smart. Now I've adopted that identity of that's who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is a process that we get to, we, we hit this point in life where we're just resisting things, or we're not able to actually have the things that we want, where you really want to go in and go, okay, like, who do I even think I am? Who do I believe I am? What, in what capacity do I feel the most resistance? And how do I hold myself back? And being able to kind of really understand the own script of your story, I think is so, so impactful. Um, one of the things yeah. that we kind of talked about briefly before this was, you know, body dysmorphia. I would say is like such a clear indicator of how your identity can shape what you see in the mirror. Absolutely. I mean, I've been preaching this all over social media, just trying to get people to understand that you can create a reality that is actually delusional from the physical experience that you're having so much so that you just live in that reality and that's all that you see. And that's really what body dysmorphia is, is this perception that you've created that something about you is flawed, something about you is wrong. And what that likely comes from is witnessing maybe a mom or a parent who is very cruel to themselves, very critical of themselves, so much to the point where maybe you take that in as, you know, in the way that you're supposed to speak to yourself and the way that you're supposed to see yourself. And it could come from seeing it on a TV show one time or seeing, you know, friends that talk this way. We live in a culture where it's very common to be very critical of your body and of the way that you look, because there's usually a belief attached to that, that if I am cruel to myself, if I can pick apart my flaws, somehow I can fix them. Mm -hmm. But instead what you're doing is you are identifying as somebody who is flawed. 
And so you see evidence of that every single time you look in the mirror and it becomes more and more real to you every single day. And I know this because I've experienced it firsthand. And I know you've experienced it too, where it's like, I remember these years where I was so cruel to myself and believed that I was like so overweight or there was something totally wrong with the way that I looked. And I really felt that. And when I would see pictures of myself at that time, I would see it in the pictures and it just was my entire reality. But now when I look back on that, I can see in those pictures that I was making it up, but it didn't really matter because that was my identity at the time. So that's what what my lived experience was. And I think it's just a really interesting way to really witness how your self-concept creates your entire physical experience. Mm. Yeah. I can so relate to that with like my bikini competition days. It, I I saw this, I remember I saw this picture in my phone and it was this picture where I was just like ridiculously ripped. I'm pretty sure my body fat was like 10%. And I remember distinctly that day looking in the mirror and feeling like I was huge. Like I was gigantic and it just, it really is. It's such a reflection of what we're feeling on the inside you know, that we, we see that on the outside. And so this work is so really, it's profound. It will absolutely change your entire structure of your reality because basically the brain is just working to keep your reality congruent. So it's going to continue to give you this, what seems like a consistent experience, even though it's not to just maintain that sense of like, oh, this is real. Right. So I would say like, if you're, if you're wanting to work on changing your reality, start with the concept that you have of yourself. So when you started doing this work, Michaela, what, like, what did you do to start to shift those identities? Like, did you write out kind of what you believed about yourself or how you saw yourself and how did you start to actually make those shifts to see yourself differently? I think the first thing that I did was just really become aware of this, you know, understanding that my beliefs are what is creating my reality, not that my reality is set in stone. And I think one of the most important things you can do and something that you taught me was the foundational pieces of manifestation and like really understanding the science behind belief and the observer effect and all of these incredible resources that are out there to help you understand that what you've been currently living is not set in stone. And in fact, the beliefs that you have held thus far in your life, if you aren't experiencing the results that you want, those beliefs are just not serving you anymore. Mm -hmm. So getting really clear on the fact that my negative perception of my body and being really hard on myself was not helping me to change it. Why continue to do something if it's not working for you? If you're struggling in your body every single day, if you're struggling financially every single day, if you're struggling in your relationships every single day, it's like, why continue to perpetuate the same story and beliefs that at some point you have to have a reality check with yourself of like, am I creating the reality that I want through this? Or are these beliefs holding me back from that? And that is like, I think the first step is just writing down those beliefs, writing down your current identity. And knowing that as long as you continue to practice that, it's going to keep you in that same experience. And if you want a new experience, you have to really reevaluate that new identity is like, what does she believe? How is she showing up for herself? How is she speaking to herself? And it's very subtle. I think this whole journey, it's like, you can have that realization of where you are and then what you want to believe, but 
sometimes it can take a little bit of time to really catch yourself in those old beliefs and bring yourself into that new story. And so I think that's why so many people who are on this journey talk about the importance of meditating every day and getting yourself into the space where you're observing your thoughts so that you can continue to practice these new thoughts. But to me, the most powerful way that I've shifted at a deeper level is through emotional processing techniques like breath work, EFT tapping, or talking through my fears around shifting into these new beliefs, and then reprogramming my subconscious mind to align with that identity through, you know, hypnosis recordings and EFT tapping and all of those other amazing tools. I think that something I've realized is that emotional processing and subconscious reprogramming have to go hand in hand for me. I know there are some people out there who don't subscribe to that, but that is how I have created so much freedom in my body to be able to feel safe enough to anchor in this new identity. And that's like the operative word there, right? It's like safe, feeling safe to move into a space you've never been in before, because that's really what sabotage is. It's like your brain is stopping you from going in a direction that's unknown. That's never, you've never been there before. Right. So it's like, okay, well, if I'm just letting go of all of these belief systems, what's on the other side of that? Like, what's going to happen to me? What is that type of life going to look like? And there's a, there's a fear because it's never been experienced before. So along with those sort of techniques that you're talking about, I think visualization is also a really great tool to begin to condition the brain into a space where it feels safe with the new experience that you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we you've probably heard a lot about this if you're on TikTok, people talking about like the main character energy, like the main character of your life. It's It's really about recognizing like, what role do I want to play in this experience? And am I willing to let go of who I've been to embrace a new experience in my life? And and it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of self-trust. It takes a lot of like consistency and repetition in this process and believing in the process as a whole. Um, But also I think it, it takes really getting clear about how am I participating in my current experience? Like, am I you know, am I really enjoying playing this role in, in kind of a, in a way, you know, cause I think that we, sometimes it's more comfortable to keep ourselves in that space than it is to try on new territory or like try on a new role. Um, so I, I really like the idea of like playing with this main character energy idea. Like what, what are your thoughts on it? I, I totally agree. I think if you think about like main character energy, it's the person who's finally like, I'm going to take charge of my life and I'm going to make these things happen. I'm going to start to maybe follow my intuition and go out to these places and meet the people that I want to meet and start taking care of myself in the way that I want to take care of myself. Like main character energy to me gives like big comeback energy, like overcoming a slump in your life and deciding who you want to be, getting really clear on what they believe and how they see themselves and how they show up and then doing that. And I think something I would like to like distinguish between is like, I always try to stay away from the energy of perfectionism or the energy of having to like do all of these things in order to be that main character. I think what we're talking about around identity is like feeling that you already are that person Mm. and like creating that feeling within you. So how would you suggest that somebody creates the feeling of being a main character in their own life? Yeah, well, I, you know, I think, 
going back to visualization, I think that's really important because you have, if you don't really clearly know what that even means to you, like it's really important to just tap into that and be like, what would that even mean to be the, to be the main character in my life? Like, what does that mean to me? Um, when I think about that, it's like being empowered to make my own decisions and doing whatever the fuck I want to do when I want to do it. Like mm -hmm. not, not needing to ask anybody else what their opinion is, not needing to get validated from anyone else, but just truly living in that grounded center of what my truth is, embodying that and giving myself the permission to just fully express that. So what is that truth, right? Like you have to know what that is. You have to know what it, like what that means to you to be in your fullest expression, and then I think it's fun to play with the physical. It's fun to think about like, okay, my maybe my main character energy would be drinking her coffee out of a freaking champagne glass in the morning. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, you know, elements make me feel that way. You can start to use the physical realm to help you play with that. You can use permission slips. You know, that's a really big topic mm -hmm. that you and I love to, to touch on. Um, the idea of like using a permission slip that when I picture myself in my main character energy, like she's just unapologetic. She's doing what she loves to do. And, you know, it doesn't have to look much different than your current reality. Maybe you're just plugging in little things here and there that you know that that version of yourself would do. Um, again, like using just being maybe bougie in certain aspects of your life. Like, um, I don't know. Do you have any examples from, from your life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the me, the, the thing that I have identified around my main character version of self, like my highest version of myself is she's not afraid to fail. She's not afraid to try new things and be like, well, let's see if this works. And when you bring up permission slips, I think that's a huge topic to touch on. And for those of you who don't know what a permission slip is, it's essentially creating your own new belief, your own new rule around something. So let's say, you once, since we're talking about body image here, let's say you once had a belief that you had to work out five days a week in order to get the body that you want. Well, if you're in your main character energy, she's doing the things that she really enjoys doing to get there, at least for me, like she's doing the things she loves. So my new permission slip around exercise is I love to move my body every day. My main character energy, like she is, she is out there. She's moving and grooving most of the day, unless she really needs rest. But for most of it, it's like, I love to move. I just don't love to move in the way that I was conditioned to move. So I'm dancing every day. I'm going to slower yoga classes. I'm doing Pilates out in the sun. Like I'm making a movie out of my life and making sure that every single thing that I'm doing is fun. And so my permission slip is when I move in the ways that are the most fun for me, I have the body that I've always wanted naturally. Like it just, I'm that person who naturally has it. I don't really have to think about what I'm doing. And that's a permission slip that I've created for myself that has given me so much freedom. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I love that. Cause I think like when you're, when you're in that energy, you're not even thinking about these things, right? Like it's like my main character is not thinking about these things. She just, is it like, she's not worried <laughs> about it. She's just, she just, is it. And she's just being who she is and like probably not even worrying about any of this shit. So no, she's already, it's already done. She knows it. And it's like, that's the energy of confidence that you get into when you start to shift your identity, because you're no longer doing something to get something you're doing something because you are the person who already has it. Yes. You're, you're literally like writing your own rules. You're just like, this is how it goes for me in my reality. My friend, Julie, she used to say this all the time. And I I've adopted this mantra. Um, everything that I like is good for me. 
You know, mm. it's like everything I enjoy, everything that I'm like pulled towards that I want to gravitate towards, it's good for me. Like I can trust that. Um, I think that, you know, finding permission slips, one of the things I like to do too, is just like drinking this water, right? It's like, as I drink this water and speak loving intentions into it, when I drink it into my body, it's going to activate all of my cells and it's going to raise my frequency. Like I'm using this water as an intention, as a permission slip to like give myself that feeling of like, this is working. Like I feel that Mm -hmm. it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what it is. You can use anything as a permission slip. Maybe it's like when I put on this one outfit, I, this is me in my main character. Like this activates me, Mm -hmm. um, playing, thinking about your life. Like you said, is like a movie and sitting down even and writing out. Okay. Like if this is my movie and this is my character, what does it look like? What does the scene look like? What is she wearing? How does she feel? What does she do? Design the role of that person that you want to be and then start doing it. You don't have to do outlandish things. Just think about like, how would she show up? It's the Marilyn Monroe effect. I mean, something really cool just came to me when you were saying that, because I feel like if I were to zoom out of my life and make it into a movie right now, which is something that, you know, if you're listening and you kind of resonate with where I'm at, you should do too. I feel like I'm on the cusp of a big breakthrough. So I feel like I'm in that moment in the movie where like the main character doesn't really know that her whole life is about to change and like, it's about to happen and everybody else that's watching it can feel it, but she doesn't really know. I feel like I'm in that scene right now. So if I know with certainty that I'm in that scene, I can kind of enjoy the scene that I'm in and take like, almost like I'm taking in the last remnants of my old life before this huge up level. Like I'm getting chills as I'm talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just like playing around with your life. Like she she was not expecting it. And then all of a sudden one day everything changed and that gets me excited and makes me feel more content with where I am. Cause I'm like, well, there are beautiful things about my life right now that I want to soak in. And I can really be in that energy. If I know that the scene is about to change into, you know, the next level of what I've been manifesting. You're like, Oh, I'm going to miss this. You know, I'm going to miss this, this life. <laughs> Simple life. <laughs> I, I just had this visual of you of Julia Roberts and, you know, walking in with all of her bags. She's like, big mistake big huge <laughs> like that's you <laughs> the comeback right it's yeah. I love that I love playing with that that visual of like oh my god this is the this is the last scene before my breakthrough and mm-hmm. just in knowing that knowing that I'm on the cusp of that it, it just kind of gives me like present moment awareness of just enjoying this because I know it's not going to last forever yeah that's that's so fun to play with yeah I think I mean all of this is like taking away the set narratives that you've taken in through your subconscious mind throughout your life, like recognizing that all of the permission slips that everybody else have don't need to be your permission slips. Mm. Like, what do you think is an example of a big permission slip that most of the world uses that is something that you've changed in your life and have seen results from? Ooh, um, gosh. I mean, I think probably to do with aging, yeah. I think to do with aging a lot, like people are like, oh, you know, as you get older, you get wrinkly and you're not, you're less attractive. And I just started telling myself I reverse age. Yeah. You are a master at that. <laughs> Lindsay is like my inspiration of where I want to be like what 10 years from now, just when I see her in person, she just has this glow to her. That's like the, I can't believe you're 10 years older than me. I feel like we look so similar in age. And every time I see you, it looks like you've gotten younger. I, it's like just something <laughs> I've just, I've told myself over and over and over again. I remember I just like, I did this 
um, probably in my early twenties, I was like, no, I'm deciding I'm going to get better with age. I'm going to look better with, and I literally, if you look at my pictures, I've done the before and after, <laughs> like stuff, and, and I just have adopted that. I'm I'm changing that paradigm for myself, and I want to change that for other women too. It's like that you don't have to believe that, you know. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, like sun, the sun. People believe oh, yeah. that huge going out in the sun, you're gonna just like wrinkle up and die and get skin. <laughs> I don't believe that. I think the sun actually charges my cells. I feel that when I'm in the sun, I'm getting activated. I, you know, it's it's a completely different perspective, but it's something that makes me actually feel better. So why would I not adopt that belief system or that permission slip? You know, yeah, I feel the same exact way, especially like about the sun. Listening to your intuition too is a huge part of this. It's like, what does your intuition say is true? Because yeah. if there's a collective belief, a collective permission slip that has been created that everybody else believes, but it doesn't feel right to you, then you have a different permission slip inside of you that you can bring out that will actually be really easy for you to believe because it's in alignment with what your intuition believes to be true. And I think that's what happened to me around the sun is like, I heard you say that. And then I heard, you know, some other people that I follow, like Jesse Golden, who I like love her content around the sun, who were confirming for me evidence of what my intuition believed. And you can pretty much find evidence for anything, right? Like you just had an experience with this with like, she was using like a Theragun and believed that it was like draining toxins out of her body. And then she looked it up and found evidence for that. And you can do that for pretty much anything. Like there are so many articles out there talking about, you know, the use of sunscreen being really good for you. And some articles saying that it's not good for you. And it's like, you can find evidence to align with your permission slip. And that's why you shouldn't take what everybody else says to be true so seriously, because there's evidence for all thoughts, all beliefs. All of there. them. Yeah. yeah. It's like, choose your own adventure, you know, mm-hmm. what, and, and this kind of like brings me to the thought process of NLP and how you can use NLP to actually rewrite all of this. Cause I did this when I was like going through a lot of the healing stuff from my past and my trauma. I literally, I remember visualizing myself waking, being born into a completely different family and mm-hmm. having a completely different experience in my mind of like rewriting memories that helped to deeply ingrain different beliefs about myself. And it's like, if you can kind of go back even to like zero to seven and rewrite a different script for yourself, how would you have liked to been born? What type of family would you have liked to been born into? What beliefs would have you, would you have liked to be like integrated early on at that stage in your life? And like, why not just rewrite it? Just play with it. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not that serious. Like, why do you want to hold on to shitty memories when you can change them? Why do you want to believe those things? It's like, you know, sometimes we want to, because it makes us feel like we're a victim and someone's going to come save us one day. And we want that, you know, heroic story that Disney kind of put into our minds that someone's going to come save us. And it's like, no, save yourself, like change the story, rewrite the memories, play it out in a different way. You know, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Why not? It takes a lot of self-awareness to be able to like pull yourself out of that victim story sometimes. And also just again, I think it goes back to creating the safety to do that because a lot of the stories you've created are what have helped you to feel safe throughout your life and what have helped you to kind of get through some of those more difficult times. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's likely that you are a very self-aware person who is ready to, you know, take charge of your beliefs and start to create your own permission slips. So what would you suggest to somebody who's like totally new to the idea 
of permission slips. Actually, I would love for you to explain maybe like on a deeper like scientific level, mm-hmm. how permission slips actually work. Cause I think that would be really helpful for people to know. Yeah. Well, the brain works very linearly. So it needs like X, Y, and Z, you know, we have to do this, this, and this to get this result. Right. And so it's like working out and your body is a very good example of that because most people are like, okay, well, I need to work out five days a week. I need to eat only like chicken and broccoli and brown rice. And I need to eat only these types of foods. And this is the only way that I'm going to get this particular result. That in essence is a permission slip. It's like a belief structure. Just think of it as like a belief structure that says um, what it's, it's this equals that. So I have to do this to get this. And if you actually go through and kind of index in your own mind, where do you have those complex conditionalities where you're like, this is how I get this result and and reverse it, kind of look at that process within yourself and then ask yourself, what would be something that I would like to do to get that result? So going back to working out or going back to your body, it's like, um, I can have the body that I want by just moving my, my body 20 minutes a day. I can have the body I want by just listening to and eating the foods that feel good to me. I don't have to have that exact structure. Right. Or I can, I can lose weight by jumping on my trampoline for 10 minutes a day. And Mm -hmm. I believe that does it, or, you know, whatever, just plug in the things that actually you want to do. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do to get that result? Uh, One of the things I'm doing right now, I'm giving myself a permission slip that using rosemary and castor oil on my scalp every night is going to grow my hair exponentially faster. And I'm going to have super long, luscious locks because of that. That's a permission slip I'm giving myself. Um, You know, you can, you can find things. You can also think of it like a placebo effect. You know, you can find things that are backed by other people to reinforce the belief for you, right? Because you've got the evidence of other people saying it works. Or you can just choose something and like really try to believe in it yourself and, you know, suspend all disbelief about it and just kind of let yourself see what happens. Yeah, I think that's a really great example too, is like, sometimes it can be easier when you have found other people confirming it for you, because we've been taught to kind of believe what other people believe, right? But like we said, like you can find research for anything. So if there's something that you're wanting to change about your life, and then you see somebody talking about it in a way that feels really expansive to you, subscribe to that. Subscribe to what feels expansive. It doesn't have to be something random that you've come up with. It can definitely be something that someone else out there is preaching, but make sure that it's in resonance with you. Because again, that's, what's going to make it feel easy for you to believe it. Yep. That's what changed everything for me was like really tuning into, does this feel good to believe? And that's what helps you to want to practice it. Cause it feels so much better than believing you have to restrict yourself from doing the things that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I found this YouTube channel that was like just a bunch of dance videos and, you know, this girl was just like literally just moving her body and like intuitively moving and having fun and lost a bunch of weight doing that. And I was like, yeah, that I would prefer to do that. Like that is way more fun to me, you know, or going and swimming in the pool and, you know, getting my workout that I, I enjoy swimming. Why not just give myself the permission slip that as I'm swimming, I'm doing enough. I'm burning enough calories. My body is, you know, my metabolism speeding up. Like just do whatever you want to do and have fun with doing it. You know, just write your own rules of reality and don't tell anybody you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) There will be naysayers that are like, no, 
you can't do it that way. I mean, even just talking about like having to limit calories and all of that, like if you really sit and think about it, someone just came up with calories. Someone just decided that this is how many calories are in this food. And I know they have ways of like measuring that, but it's just, it's still a construct at the very core of it. It's made up. That's what it is. You have to realize that it's made up. And you know, this is something like, I'm just so passionate about teaching right now is like, you don't have to subscribe to limiting beliefs about food and exercise your life is meant for so much more than worrying about every bite of food that you eat and overanalyzing all of the macros and all of your food. Like you don't have to torture yourself that way. If that's not serving you anymore, if, if it is, then great, go with it. If that feels good to you, that's fine. But for, for me, I know that it made me feel so limited in my life. And I didn't want to like wake up every day, forcing myself to do things that don't feel freeing to me. And the fact that you know, you can have everything you want and do everything you want was like mind blowing to me. But that's why, like, I know we're both so passionate about teaching that is because this is, you know, the new world that we're entering is learning how to master this and learning how to create your own rules. And it's challenging because not a lot of people are on board with it. And you know, a lot of people will be naysayers, but that's why Lindsay said to mostly keep it to yourself in the beginning or surround yourself with people who are in support of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's just reinforcing belief when people are like, what are you talking about? You can't do that. You know, like they give you all this evidence that you can't do it. And you're like, Oh, maybe I can't, you know, or, and then you have to like work against all those beliefs to clean up your vibration. It's like, just keep it to yourself and, you know, do it kind of in your own space and your own like inner world and just play with it and see what happens. And then when it works out and everybody asks you how you did it, you can like (laughs) just made my own rules. And they're going to laugh at you and be like, no, really, how'd you do it? And you're just going to like, you're not even going to feel the need to have them believe you because you're like, I know what I did. Yeah. I know it works. That's one of the coolest feelings. (laughs) Totally. I know that this works and it's, it's really cool when you start to empower yourself and you start to actually like you know, play with it. That's such a huge aspect of this is not taking it so seriously. It is not that serious. Like literally, this is such a temporary blip of a experience that we're having. You might as well be enjoying it and having fun with it and playing with it and just like being curious, you know? Why do you believe that things have to be the way that they are? Like it's add a little spice into your life, get a little delusional. What do you have to lose? You'll probably end up a lot happier than most people, you know, and like, just to kind of bring this full circle, you know, we're talking about shifting your identity to like this main character who's magnetic, everything's flowing, the things are happening for that person. And I think that this is some of the most fun that we can have in our lives is deciding who we want to be and creating those permission slips that align with that identity. Like this is where the fun comes in your life. And you can either choose to keep it boring and follow the rules that aren't exciting for you. Or right now, just ask yourself, like, what is my main character doing? What is this identity that I'm wanting to shift to? And, you know, what are those permission slips that align with it? Yeah. And I think a big piece of this too, is like, as you're doing this work, Remember, like your main character is still going to be brushing her teeth in the morning. She's still (laughs) going to be taking a shower. You know, she's still taking the dog for a walk. So in those moments when you're doing the basic everyday things, start to affirm to yourself, I already am her. I already Mm -hmm. am her, right? Because I'm doing these things that she's going to do. 
And like little by little, you start to like ingrain that, that I already am this, I'm already doing it, you know, and adopt just 1% every day of a new habit or a new thing that that version of you does. And in 360 days, you're going to be an entirely new version of yourself. Yeah. I think that's why romanticizing your life is like so big on social media right now, because it just helps you to be like in every moment, even when I'm doing these mundane tasks, like I'm this main character, I'm in this identity of someone who's just like enjoying every part of their life. And I think that's really, really huge. We did this so naturally as kids, you know, we yeah. would sit down and be like, play, like I'm a doctor. <laughs> I used to do like, I used to be the checkout girl at the, like the grocery store. I love to just like, you know, just go back to that sort of a playful mentality of just mm-hmm. using your imagination and, you know, just again, just have fun with it be, be creative. Yeah. I want to like leave you guys with a little resource too, of if you're interested in, you know, the body manifestation journey, if what I said resonates with you, I have a free offering right now available on my website for you to go check out. It's going to be like a daily ritual to help you really enter into this identity. So if you're wanting something to kind of be a catalyst on that journey, definitely check that out. So good. And she has a freaking course coming out. That's <laughs> going to change your life. This girl has been working you. <laughs> so hard on this. It's literally, I think going to just revolutionize the way people think about their bodies and, you know, how to create, how to manifest changes in their body. And it's coming from such a beautiful place of love and grounded. And just like, she's just a wealth of wisdom and information. And she has like literally backed it up with her life experience of (laughs) creating this incredible glow up for herself. And I think, you know, what I really love about what she's creating, it's coming from this place of really being able to empathize with that struggle of, you Mm. know, not loving your body, waking up every day, just wishing it were different and, you know, wishing you could feel different in your body and feeling just so disconnected from it. And I, I'm just really excited for this to come out because I just know how much love you've you've poured into into it. (laughs) There's, I mean, she's got like hypnosis she's going to be doing in there for you and guided meditations and really helping you to connect with your breath and your body. So if you've ever wanted to explore that, like definitely go get on the wait list for her program. Cause it's going to, it's going to change your life. Oh, you put the biggest smile on my face. I feel like you really have seen the behind the scenes of how much of my heart and soul I'm putting into this program. Like I'm so passionate about delivering a transformation, not just any course. And I really want to like have this deep desire and need to help people to not feel so alone in the way that I did on my journey. And the place that I'm at right now just feels so freeing and expansive. And if I can give one other person that feeling, like I know my job is done with it. So if you guys are interested, like I would love to be your guide on that journey. Yes. It's a must. You have to go, go check it out. (laughs) Thank you so much guys for joining us today. This topic is just so fun. And we really hope that you were able to take some really good information from this and go write your script of your life. Like go decide who you want to be today. Put on that soundtrack and start that main character energy now. Dance it out.